0: Hello to all watching online. So, this morning I want to share with you about um, a message called Think Big and Dream Bigger. I want us to tap into a concept of, you know, not our earthly thinking this morning, but how God thinks, how God dreams, and what He's already created us to be. I want us to be able to think like God thinks. So, I want you to just have a, have a thought for a moment of what did you want to be when you grew up? Who wanted to be what? Tell the person next to you maybe what you wanted to be when you grew up. As a little kid, what you dreamed of. I wanted to be, a, I wanted to be an opera singer. It's not going to happen here in Australia. <laughs> Might have to leave the country for that. But um, as kids, we just have these wild imaginations that just have no limits. Like, my boys right now probably want to be firefighters. Tomorrow, they'll probably want to be superheroes. Like, they just, there's no limitations to their thinking. There's no consideration whatsoever. Hey, that thing there is going to stop me from becoming that. They just dream about what they want to be, right? Somewhere along the way, as adults, we've lost that. Somewhere along the way, we stop dreaming or we stop thinking wildly about what we want to do. Sometimes it's our environment. Sometimes it's our circumstances out of our control or within our control. Sometimes it's just that like, our we are literally making decisions day by day based on what's happening in our lives. When your paycheck comes in, you might make a decision or you save X amount of money and you get to buy a house. Whatever it is, we just make step-by-step decisions rather than thinking bigger. We don't very often think, I suppose, bigger. The big picture but God does God thinks big and um, I just want to ask us today like I constantly ask myself this question or heard a pastor ask us one time where would we be if money wasn't an issue what would you be doing differently would you be doing what you're doing today probably the answer is not is probably no because like I said, we make decisions based on what we can see in front of us. What resources we have at the time, we save up for something, we buy it, whatever it is. And hey, that's cool. Um, we, we enjoy life doing that because we can earn things and, and reward ourselves. But did you know that God has never-ending end, resources for us? God's resources continue on and on and on and on and we need to think that way. Rather than making decisions paycheck to paycheck or, hey, I'm going to save for that and and live within my means, still live, I should have said this in the first message, someone goes, I'm going to go buy the Lamborghini now. (laughs) I should have a disclaimer that says I'm not responsible for any life changes that (laughs) occur after this message. Drastic, reckless life changes. No, I am all for taking a risk and that's what my message is for this morning, but it's with God in front of us beside us and backing us so God has these never-ending resources so why do we live with then limitations it's because we quite often think naturally and in our human minds I at some point in my teenage life I don't know where I heard it maybe to camp or whatever decided to just write out these dream lists these goals just write wrote them out piece of paper hung them in my room Things I wanted to see that year, things I wanted to achieve, physical, practical, spiritual um, goals. And, um, you know, it amazed me that all of them in that first year came to pass. All of them, practical, I I didn't know what it was at the time, maybe buy a bicycle, who knows. (laughs) Um, Get my license, whatever it was, I got to achieve it. And then there was the spiritual, of seeing a certain friend saved. There was seeing somebody healed or... Come to know God. And I think from that moment, God taught me to just like something about writing a list down. There's something about it going, and God, I, I said, I shouldn't be amazed that the lists keep coming true. <laughs> like, um it's not about God being a, a genie sitting in heaven, granting these wishes for us. It's about Him knowing the desires of our heart. It's letting Him into a deeper area of what He's created. And, um, you know, I could probably say out of the hundred dreams that I've written down, only a handful haven't come to pass. A handful. And, you know, a lot of them are the wild, fair-fetched, far-fetched ones. Like, I am yet to see someone raised from the dead. But I will keep putting it on my list. <laughs> you know? And I say that today, it might sound wild and it might be strange to today's economy, but it's not impossible to God. It should be part of our normal so, I, you know, dream wild, dream big. The crazier, the better, I say, anyway. So practical career goals, praying for family, whatever it is that you desire, write it down. And I want to talk about those God dreams today. God was a dreamer. You know, in Genesis, we see that there was this blackness and he just goes, hmm, what can I paint today? He dreamt of earth, he dreamt of us, and he created. And ever since, scientists, doctors have constantly been unfolding what he created back then. The brain. The brain, for example, an amazing thing. But how, we, we still don't know everything about it, do we? But God created the same brain that I have in Adam. All the components that I have in my brain, Adam had when he first created them. And we still haven't um, discovered all of what it can do. So every time a scientist or a doctor in medicine, whatever, discovers something new about our body or creation... I like to think they're co-creating with God. This co-creation that God created it, man has discovered something but God already had had it created. So we are co-creating as they discover it. They reveal something to earth. Do you know that the God dreams that he has for you? Have you ever thought about them? What he created you for? Because he already had it thought out from the beginning. Before you were born to the end of what you will complete according to his will and purpose for your life. Ephesians 2.10 says, We are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Where do we discover these things? What, how do we change our mindset of going, well, I can only just see and I just do life as I see it. In Matthew 6.33, it says, Seek first his kingdom. And his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. We've got to seek God for our dreams. We've got to seek God. Dreams, we don't want to just be vision boards or wishful thinkers. God has dreams out there that are of purpose and of plan. And they will be so fulfilling when you get there. Because God wants the best for us. He wants us to succeed. And he wants us to think like he does in order to change the world for good. Let's think bigger than our own minds and dream bigger than what we can physically see in front of us. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. What's the difference between a God dream and just wishing for the next latest greatest toy? These three things I've written down. God dreams prove his word. A God dream will never contradict the written word of God. Not um, for any reason, nobody or anything will stop this dream from, uh, it will not violate the word of God. It will align with God's word. So they prove his word. God dreams are uniquely built for each one of us. They're uniquely, he has dreamt a dream for you. A God dream uniquely fits your personality, your giftings and he's created you already for this exact role this is important because quite often we share our dreams and are super excited about them but it might not be the passion that someone else has they don't feel the same way so we can get discouraged about our dream you might share something with somebody and they go oh yeah that's cool and you're like but I thought it was a really good idea but they don't have the same passions the dream does not belong to them God gave them a different dream. This is your dream. You've got to pray with it. You've got to struggle through it. And in time, you get to see the enjoyment and fulfillment of it. And you'll know because when you get there, there is this fulfillment that it is your purpose. You are built for this and you are gifted in it. The desire will remain. God dreams will stand the test of time. You'll always have a desire or passion for something no matter how long it takes you to get there. And the results will be greater than you could ever imagine. For years, um, as a teenager, I don't know what I was doing at the time, I was going to visit someone in hospital, and I remember walking down the corridor and thinking, I'm meant to be in this place. Whether it be Port Lincoln Hospital, or I'm, I'm meant to be in a hospital, they're not the greatest places to be in, but I feel at home here as such, as weird as that is. My purpose is here. And it, from that journey, I have mentally battled with just the thought that, no, it just doesn't fit my life. It doesn't fit... The nine till five, shift work, shift work. Um, but those people are where I'm at home. God has called me to a place where I can help people. And from that place, you know, that's a dream and a desire that I discovered in that moment. But God created it in me when I was born. And from that point on, the desire has remained. As it says up there, the desire will remain. And look, there's years and years of, me studying, not studying, having kids, not studying, studying, whatever, to get to that point. And that's only the beginning of the dream. I've just achieved the qualification to be there, you know, but God has never left my side or left the desire. It's always been in my heart. But it's very unnatural to th- for us to think as big as God does. One step at a time, God can see the bigger picture. Sometimes we get upset or disappointed When something doesn't happen to us or does happen to us, bad circumstances, whatever, we don't get the job. We don't get the house. And you have been holding on for that hope. But quite often, this is our natural way of thinking. We get disappointed. But in fact, God's going, no, 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 I have shut that door because I have something bigger and better for you around the corner. But can we hold on to that desire and not just go, oh, well, now God's got a different plan. I'll shut that door. Maybe you need to, stay steadfast in that desire it will remain and you keep fighting with it but keep going back to God about it so as I said before the co-creating with God it tests our character and develops it and it's very uncomfortable at times we know though that our enemy cannot withstand us partnering with God when you are co-creating with God we have all of heaven or all of God's resources behind us there is nothing that can stop you, no matter what. And we're going to look at a, a man in the Bible about that soon. But God's plans for us are, ti- are perfect and his timing's impeccable. And that's where we need to constantly realign ourselves with him. When the disappointment hits, when the resilience hits, the perseverance, we need to take it up a notch and you're exhausted. God, where am I going? What's the next step? I can't see another way. You've got to tap into the way he thinks. He's already thought bigger. He's already dreamt bigger for you, but do it with him. In Romans, it talks about the victory is our outcome and God's plans for us are good, as we've sung in worship this morning. God wants me to dream and succeed in life. He wants you to dream because he wants to use us to co-create with him, to partner with him, to unveil those things that he put in us when we were born. Do you guys have a dream list? Have you ever thought about writing something down? Dreaming with God or just even, just write them down. You've got them in your head or you might not. Some of us, we can't actually see what we want. And that's more my, I was encouraged to share this word with you today because, you know, um, it's discouraging when you see someone's just enduring life and not enjoying it. I'm a big believer that life is too short to not do what we love. God hasn't created us for that. He's created us to live a prosperous, fulfilling, fruitful life. And he promises abundance. So if you're in a position of thinking, my dreams are so far-fetched or I've just wanted this one thing for my life and we're only doing it in our own strength, we'll get disappointed, we'll lose hope, the desire won't remain. But as soon as we step in and say, God, these are my desires... Show me some of your desires. I want to be close with you. You know, he he, he creates a way. So I want to talk about how we can co-create with God. How can we walk this walk with him? First, you have to start dreaming. You have to write these things down. You've got to dream. Dream. The saying goes, the world's our oyster. Open those curtains off of our eyes and just... I just picture standing in the hotel window and pulling back the curtains and just the sun shining in and just going, what are we going to do today? You know, is that you? Like dream, dream of what we can do. We're going we're gonna to look at the book of Exodus and a man called Moses. So Moses was a man, um, an Israelite man uh, who at the time born to an Israelite mother. Um, but at the time the Egyptians were killing young boys and so his mother put him in a basket and floated him down a stream and Pharaoh's daughter found him and he grew up in Pharaoh's palace and from that point on Moses he didn't know anything else until he grew up really and then he started wondering this so we pick up in oh no sorry he he um started to think about who are those people in slavery? They are my people. There's a desire there. There's a dream there to, to see them out of slavery and into freedom. And he also wanted to go on this journey of self-discovering who he is. So we pick up in Exodus 3, 7 to 8. It says, The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of Egypt. And to bring them out of the land, that is, to bring them out to a land that is good and spacious, a land flowing with milk and honey. In verse 10 it says, So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people to the Israelites out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out? I am with you, said God, and this will be the sign to you that it is I who sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Before God called Moses to this, he was estranged from his family, as I said, and a, but it was a dream of his to know who he was, where he came from, and to see his people in freedom, not slavery. These were desires of Moses' heart. He gave it a shot in his own strength to see them freed, and he got kicked out of Egypt. Although the task of getting the Israelites out of Egypt wasn't Moses' idea, or he didn't see how he could, he dreamt. God dreamt and they co-created together. God could see a way. The plan so Moses would end up in freedom in the promised land with his people and his family. Dream fulfilled with a long 40 years plus some in between. Our second step this morning, we have to step out of our comfort zones. Exodus 4.10 talks about Moses saying to the Lord, pardon your servant, Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you've spoken to your servant, for I am slow of speech and tongue. The Lord said to him in verse 11, who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them death death or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go and I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. We live so much in fear of failure. We live so much in our comfort zones. We never step out. We never take a risk. But God will never leave us to be left in the lurch. Now, I don't want to be someone who ends up (laughs) at the end of my life being like, oh, you know, she didn't achieve much, but she was comfortable. (laughs) She lived a good life being comfortable. She dreamt this, but didn't get there because she stayed comfortable. I want to be able to say, like, the fear of failure didn't stop her because she knew who God was and she knew she had him on his side. We've got to get there. Don't let it stop you. And as we read in Moses, I encourage you, read Exodus. God is with Moses the entirety of this, the entirety. Our second step talks about this as well. It's changing our beliefs. It's, it's that fear of man. It's that fear of what people think of us. And how many times does that stop us? It creates thinking, having a fear of man creates a natural thinking habit. It limits our minds to think small. Instead of thinking as God thinks, we think as people think. The process of getting the Israelites out of Egypt took resilience for Moses. He persevered, but it meant constant relationship with God. He had to constantly hear God's next steps for the plan to see this dream fulfilled. All the way through... Moses going back to Pharaoh, God delivered plague after plague after plague to Moses people, uh, to Pharaoh's people. Sorry, Every time Moses said no. But God, that was God's way of backing Moses. He backed his plan and the dream 100%. And then Moses wasn't going to give up because of disappointments. People saying no, Pharaoh said no to him like 10 times. The backlash he got, what people thought, or how uncomfortable it felt. Who's this guy coming in trying to save us? He had to re-ask Pharaoh every time. And that takes some guts. Way down in a few chapters later, the Israelites are finally out of Egypt. And Pharaoh finally let them go. They got out, they crossed the Red Sea. Pharaoh's still chasing them, but they made it out. And then Moses has to face his people because they ended up in a desert. So the next step we talk about is the wasteland. We pick up in Exodus 16. And it says, in the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted, but you've brought us out here in the desert to starve. Moses said to Aaron, Say to the entire Israelite community, Come before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. While Aaron was speaking to the community, they looked towards the desert, and there was the glory of the Lord appearing. God's through your journey in entirety. God never left Moses. And in that same scripture, a bit more, it says Moses is like, who are you grumbling? Why are you grumbling to me? Grumble to God. He constantly relies on God's strength for it. And God came through every time. Again, it tested Moses. But don't be afraid of your dream being tested. This is how God develops your endurance. And if it's a God dream, it will last Moses continued along this journey. He finally reached a mountain still in the desert called Mount Sinai. And this is where he met with God. Meeting with God is a huge part of this journey. He constantly went back to him in Exodus 19.3. It says, Then Moses went up to God and the Lord called to him from the mountain. This is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob. You yourselves have seen what I did in Egypt. And how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all the nations you'll be my treasured possessions. We have to keep a closeness with God. Uh, we, we can try our dreams on our own, but we won't get very far. They're God dreams and he's put you in them and you need to use God as such. Be with him to, self, to, to discover, co-create with him. Never rely on getting to your promised land in your own strength. Stay planted, get in a church, don't give up. You need to stay close to God. And keep asking the Holy Spirit for guidance. Years later, after living in the desert, they um, come to the the edge of the promised land. We, um, they got to the edge and they thought, oh, here we are, dream fulfilled. <laughs> but no. <laughs> In Numbers 13:2 it says, The Lord said to Moses, Send some people, send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites. In verse 30, it goes on to say, Then Caleb silenced the people, said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. 31 says, But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report and a rumor um, about the land they had explored. The land we explored devours those who live in it. All the people we saw there are great size. They went through the valley of the giants. What disappointment Moses must have felt standing on the outskirts of the promised land being like, I've waited 40, 50 years for this and I still can't get it. It just it just makes dreaming sound wonderful, doesn't it really? (laughs) But doing it with God, he was gonna get there. God continued to develop strength in Moses and his people, and what this revealed was that there were others that were on board with Moses' dream. Caleb and Joshua could see God had never left them the entire time and got on board with the dream and continued to help Moses carry it through. Stay around positivity. God's word, be encouraged by um, people that stir your dream and encourage you in it. Now, as I was saying about nursing and whatever and getting into that qualification, not easy with kids at home or whatever, crazy, stupid, I don't know, to study with kids at home. But um, because of the people that got on board of that dream with me, my husband, family, whatever it be, to help me see it through, I was able to get my qualification. And so, but I could... I could have talked myself out of it a hundred times the guilt the fear of doing it I went to Adelaide for several weeks to do it like not to say not patting myself on the back I'm just saying that God makes a way and the desire will always remain and that's what saw me through and people get on board with you when they can see that your passion is there and that it's a God dream your dream is too good for anybody to mess with so don't let them our last step, step seven, the promised land. Leviticus twenty twenty four, it says, Hence I have said to you, you are to possess this land and I myself will give it to you to possess it, a land flowing with milk and honey. No giant could stop them. This is the spot where we get to see your dream fulfilled and experience it and hey, maybe, maybe make a new one if you want to go through all that again. No, I'm kidding, it's worth it. The point is that Moses unfortunately he died and didn't get to see the fulfillment of the promised land but the generations after him did and you know you may your dream might be desiring a certain um what's the word environment for your family that you never got to have as a child you know sometimes circumstances change us and but we might desire something better and you're fighting for it keep going god's with you and you can change it for your children and their children Every time I sit down to write a dream, a dream list with God, practical, spiritual, whatever it is, it amazes me that they keep getting fulfilled. I should know by now that God's just going to do it anyway. Shouldn't be so surprised. But we have to sit down and do it with God. We have to sit down and give him the time to show, him, uh, to show me his desires so that they can become mine. It's not about just writing the wish list as such and going, God, you're my meal ticket. Can you just help me out a bit? Sit down with God. Seek him first. As the scripture in Matthew says, seek him first and sit down and write those desires that God has. I believe that as my, if I can say this right, that as his desires become mine, my desires become his because he knows that I love him so much, I'm not going to do anything to hurt him. He wants to fulfill your life. He wants to fulfill the desires of your heart. But let him in on them. In Habakkuk 2.23, it talks about, The Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and engrave it plainly on the tablet. So the one who reads it will run. I believe God's the one wanting to run with him. The vision is yet for the future time. It hurries towards the goal of fulfillment and it will not fail. Even though it delays, wait for it patiently because it will certainly come, it will not delay. Can the music team come back up? God doesn't want you to just endure life. The journey may be long, but doing it with him, you've got to enjoy it. Find that thing that he's put on your heart, that God dream. He's not giving up. So we shouldn't. Now there's something about writing these, these dreams down. There's power in it. And as we read in Habakkuk, it instructs us too. I wrote this and I read it to myself all the time. Plainly, if you cannot write down what I want to happen in simple words, then we don't really know what it is that we want. Once we can articulate our dream... We're ready for the next step and that's to absorb it. That's to live it, live and breathe that dream. Have the passion for it, pray for it, desire it. In Proverbs 23, seven, it says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Have it in your heart. Why don't you stand with me? Think bigger in your mind. Let's think bigger in our hearts. Let's dream bigger. Let's dream what God sees for us. I want to I be able to close my eyes and say, God, what is it that you've created me for? What is it that you want to dream, that co-create with me next? What can I discover? What are your desires, God? So if it's you this morning, I want to pray for us to have our minds opened up, to not just see what we see in front of us, to not just think as human beings, but to think as children of God, as God's created us. Let's pray this morning that God reveals these dreams to give us new dreams. And I encourage you to write them down this week. Write yourself a list. And I want to hear back at the end of the year what's come to pass. Because I am backing you 100%. I'm that friend that's the cheerleader. So feel free to come to me with your dreams. Because half the time I'll be cheering louder than you're cheering for yourself. I will stir your faith. But get around other people that will too. I just want to pray for you this morning. God, I just thank you, Father, that you have created us so uniquely, every single one of us, regardless of the circumstances we've grown up in, Lord. You have put desires in our hearts, whether we've had to shove them out the way previously or sacrifice time and time again our desire, our dream. I just thank you that now's our time. Now is our time to co-create with you. Now is our time to think like you think, to think bigger and to dream bigger, Lord. Show us how. Lord, I just thank you that when doubt, when negativity comes against us, that you would continuously build us up, bring people around us that stir our faith, that cheer us on, Lord. When Moses said that he could not speak, he sent his brother Aaron to speak on his behalf, to continue the dream coming to pass. So God, I just thank you where things have come to a halt, where our inability seems impossible to see the dream fulfilled, Lord God. I pray for your grace. I pray that you have given us the ability because we have the resources of heaven behind us. Lord, I thank you for each one of us here, Lord. This week, this week, I just declare new dreams. I thank you that we can be on a discovery journey of what you've created us for. I thank you that you would help us to dream and open up those curtains of that window, like I said, and be able to look out at the world and say, yes, God, take me there. What do you want me to dream today? Don't keep those curtains closed and just live day to day enduring life. God, we want to enjoy the life that you've given us in the fullness that you've desired it to be. And I pray that over each one of us this morning, where, there can, where we cannot fathom what, what even we can dream, Lord. Just take the ceiling off of our minds. Lord God, un, unfold, Lord God, something new in people's lives this week, Lord. And I just pray, Father, for that in your name, I pray. Amen. Thank you for sticking with me this morning. We'll see you later.